No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that the Babylonians leave their siege of Jerusalem when attacked by the Egyptians. Jeremiah warns Zedekiah that the Babylonians will return and burn the city and that he will be delivered to King Nebuchadnezzar. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 37 on Simply the Bible. If you speak the truth, you won't always be appreciated, and sometimes you will even be despised. But we must each decide if we will seek to please people or please God. Jeremiah had to learn to stand against much opposition. We don't know that he had a single convert in his ministry. Yet, he remained faithful to God, and God honored him for it. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 37. Now King Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, reigned instead of Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, made king in the land of Judah. But neither he nor his servants nor the people of the land gave heed to the words of the Lord, which he spoke by the prophet Jeremiah. King Zedekiah is one of the most vacillating kings of Judah. At times he seemed to have a soft heart toward Jeremiah, but he had a hard heart toward the word of God that Jeremiah spoke. Zedekiah was afraid to stand up to his advisors who disobeyed God and would not surrender to King Nebuchadnezzar. Consequently, the entire nation turned away from the words of the Lord. King Zedekiah is an example of how a weak leader who will not courageously stand up for what he knows is right can have a disastrous effect on the people whom he leads. And Zedekiah the king sent Jehuchal, the son of Shelemiah, and Zephaniah, the son of Maaseah, the priest, to the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Pray now to the Lord our God for us. Now Jeremiah was coming and going among the people, for they had not yet put him in prison. King Zedekiah wanted Jeremiah to pray for them, probably so that God would turn away King Nebuchadnezzar from besieging Jerusalem. But he wanted God's deliverance without obeying God's word, and that will never happen. In Psalm 68, 18, we are told, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Jeremiah, at this point, was not yet imprisoned, but that would soon change. Then Pharaoh's army came up from Egypt, and when the Chaldeans, who were besieging Jerusalem, heard news of them, they departed from Jerusalem. We know that King Zedekiah had made an alliance with the Egyptians. He was hoping that they would help him against the Babylonians. In response, Pharaoh's army came up from Egypt to fight against the Chaldeans also known as the Babylonians. To meet this threat, the Babylonians left Jerusalem. No doubt the false prophets who had been pronouncing peace were enthusiastically claiming victory, but little did they know that the Egyptians would quickly retreat and the Babylonians would return to destroy Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Jeremiah saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to the king of Judah, who sent you to me to inquire of me. 
Behold, Pharaoh's army, which has come up to help you, will return to Egypt, to their own land, and the Chaldeans shall come back and fight against this city, and take it and burn it with fire. Thus says the Lord, Do not deceive yourselves, saying, The Chaldeans will surely depart from us, for they will not depart, for though you had defeated the whole army of Chaldeans who fight against you, and there remained only wounded men among them, they would rise up, every man in his tent, and burn the city with fire. I love how the word of the Lord would just come to Jeremiah. At one point earlier in his career, Jeremiah determined that he would no longer speak in the name of the Lord because every time he opened his mouth, he got into trouble. But the word of the Lord was like a fire in his heart and he could not hold it back. I pray that when I teach others, the word of the Lord would come upon me like that. I do believe that the gift of prophecy is often working while I am teaching on a Sunday morning because I will say things that I never planned on saying. And often people will tell me at the end of the service that those were the things that most ministered to them. So I pray that I may declare the Lord's oracles under the inspiration and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jeremiah told Zedekiah, don't deceive yourself into thinking that the Babylonians are gone. The Egyptians are going to go back to Egypt. The Babylonians are going to come back. And even if you were to be successful and wound all of the Babylonian army, even those few wounded men would rise up and burn this city. In other words, I'm against this city and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, we all have that tendency that when things seem to look better, circumstances change, the pain goes away for a while. We think everything's the way it was before. Well, not so here, not when God is against you, not when God is bringing judgment, regardless of the circumstances, the outcome will be the same. And it happened when the army of the Chaldeans left the siege of Jerusalem for fear of Pharaoh's army, that Jeremiah went out of Jerusalem to go into the land of Benjamin to claim his property there among the people. And when he was in the gate of Benjamin, a captain of the guard was there whose name was Irijah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Hananiah. And he seized Jeremiah the prophet saying, you are defecting to the Chaldeans. Then Jeremiah said, false, I am not defecting to the Chaldeans. But he did not listen to him. So during this time when the Babylonians left, Jeremiah saw an opportunity for him to be able to go back to his hometown of Anathoth in the land of Benjamin and settle a matter there about claiming some property. And as he seeks to go outside the city, he is seized by this Irijah who accuses him of defecting to the Babylonians. Now, Jeremiah had been telling them that they needed to surrender to the king of Babylon. That's what God wanted them to do. But he was not a traitor, and yet he was being accused of that. So Irijah seized Jeremiah and brought him to the princes. Therefore, the princes were angry with Jeremiah, and they struck him and put him in prison in the house of Jonathan the scribe, for they had made that the prison. Now, in chapter 36, we saw that the princes under Jeroboam, which was about 15 years earlier, were actually sympathetic toward Jeremiah. However, these princes were not sympathetic at all. 
They despise Jeremiah, and it just shows you that when a person rejects the word of the Lord, that they become even more hardened and despise the messenger, which is what they did here toward Jeremiah. So they struck him and they put him in the dungeon. Now, Jonathan was the scribe or the secretary of state under King Zedekiah, and they had made his house a kind of dungeon. And what they would do is they would take the water cisterns and they would empty them out and use them as a prison, as a dungeon for people. And so Jeremiah was placed in this. It was unsanitary. It was wet. It was cold, damp, and dark. And Jeremiah would fear that he would lose his life just being in there uh, over a long period of time. When Jeremiah entered the dungeon and the cells, and Jeremiah had remained there many days, then Zedekiah the king sent and took him out. The king asked him secretly in his house and said, Is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah said, There is. Then he said, You shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. So Jeremiah was in that dungeon for many days. We don't know how long, but by this time, the Babylonians had returned and had laid siege once again to Jerusalem. And so now when Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah, he did so secretly. He was afraid of what his advisors would say. And so Zedekiah said, is there any word from the Lord? He was hoping that there would be some revision. But of course, there is no revision when it's the word of God. He doesn't need to change his mind. And so uh, Jeremiah said, yeah, there's a word of the Lord. And he said, you shall be delivered into the hand of the king of Babylon. It was just what Jeremiah had been saying all along. Now, Jeremiah, by this point, had been prophesying for about 38 years. When he started out, he complained to the Lord that whenever he opened his mouth to speak, he was rejected by the people who knew him. And God told him, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? In other words, God was telling him, look, Jeremiah, things are only going to get worse. Now Jeremiah was contending with the horses. Now when he opened his mouth and spoke, they would throw him into a dungeon. And yet Jeremiah was not softening the blow one bit. It would have been tempting for him to soften the message to get out of the miserable and unsanitary conditions that he was in, but he did not back down at all. Moreover, Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, what offense have I committed against you, against your servants or against this people that you have put me in prison? Where now are your prophets who prophesied to you saying the king of Babylon will not come against you or against this land? Therefore, please hear now, O my Lord, the king, please let my petition be accepted before you and do not make me return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, lest I die there. So Jeremiah said, look, you know, what offense have I committed? What have I done wrong that I should be in this dungeon? And then what about these other prophets that were prophesying peace? And obviously that hasn't happened. You know, why aren't they in the dungeon or why are you seeking me? Why aren't you seeking them if they are the right prophets? You know, so Jeremiah was just pointing out the injustice of everything going on. And he made this bold request of King Zedekiah, just take me out of this dungeon or I'm going to die. Now Jeremiah had learned that he could boldly declare the truth because he knew it was the truth of God. And we need to have that same courage 
listen, time is on the side of truth. If we will uphold the word of God, the law of God, the morality of God, then we may get in trouble with this world, but God will honor us. God will keep us and the truth will be made known in the end. We must stand our ground in this culture for what is right and do it in the spirit of love, but we must not capitulate to the relativism and the immorality of this age. We owe it to our children and grandchildren to stand for God's standard of righteousness regardless of the consequences. That is faith in action, and that is the lesson we glean from Jeremiah. Then Zedekiah the king commanded that they should commit Jeremiah to the court of the prison and that they should give him daily a piece of bread from the baker's street until all the bread in the city was gone. Thus Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. So Jeremiah remained in the palace prison where he received a food ration until King Nebuchadnezzar breached the walls. God even used this weak and vacillating King Zedekiah to provide some comfort to Jeremiah and enough food to sustain his life during the siege. Jeremiah had a tough gig, and it's not easy to stand for the truth in a culture that doesn't want to hear it. But if we will do that, then God will honor and protect us even as he did Jeremiah. May God help us to not back down, but to boldly speak the truth until the Lord Jesus comes. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. On Monday, we will return to the book of 2 Chronicles where King Asa pays Ben-Hadad of Syria to make a treaty with him and break his treaty with Israel. But God rebukes Asa for relying on man rather than on the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.